0: Hello and welcome to Mastermind.fm, where we talk about doing business with WordPress and the life of a business owner. Your hosts, as always, are Ninja James Laws of Ninja Forms fame and myself, Jean Galea from WP Mayor and WP RSS Aggregator. Today, we're going to be talking about hosting. Lots of things to talk about, but before we dive into things, a few words from our sponsors.
1: If you're in the market for a host, listen to this. We're excited to be able to announce that WP Engine, one of the best managed hosting solutions in the WordPress space, has recently become a sponsor of Mastermind.fm. This partnership is an honor for us, and it's a great deal for you. Head over to wpengine.com and give them a look. Pick any one-year plan and enter the coupon code MASTERMIND at checkout. For our listeners, that means four months free managed WordPress hosting out of your first year with WP Engine. And that's hard to beat. WP Engine is one of the best managed hosting services in the WordPress community. As someone who makes a living in e-commerce, I just can't overstate how critical a solid, reliable hosting service is. WP Engine can be that host for you, and we hope you'll give them a try. Send us an email at podcast at mastermind.fm to let us know about your experience if you sign up with them. You won't be disappointed. I think it was perfectly fitting that our sponsor was WP Engine since we're talking about hosting, right? I think that that works. So we're talking about hosting today. And Jean, you said before we even started, right, that hosting can be such a nightmare. Uh, of a thing to try to set up and try to figure out especially it depends on what your business is right because not all hosts are created equal not all hosting plans are created equal and not every business's needs are created equal and that's not to say a host is better than another host or a plan is better than another plan or a business is better than another business it's just you have to find what works for you in this weird uh you know messed up hosting world that we live in right
0: yeah and i actually do have a nightmare story maybe i'll get to that later but yeah it can definitely be a nightmare if you make the wrong choices and it's not hard not not easy to make the right choice in a world where we have thousands literally of hosts and then you can get specific with different types of hosts and there are local hosts to your country or even city or different types of hosts geared to specific CMSs or software that you're using, so it's a real hassle to choose the right host.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I've been hosting websites for the better part of two decades, and each time, you know, in the beginning, I've learned a lot since then and even gotten to the point where I've done sysadmin work on hosts for companies that I've worked for, but Man, it is a it is a challenging thing to get the right thing and to find hosts who who know what they're talking about. I've I've worked with some you know for one company that I worked for, the host that we had was terrible and their their support was was so bad and they didn't know how to answer any very basic questions and when I would call I assume they think they were talking to a user but I'm like I understand how hosting should work and it was it was painful so I have several of those uh, those nightmare stories as well
0: how do we start shall we start by actually dividing the hosting world as we can into different kinds of categories to try to sort of sort things out a bit.
1: Well, yeah, I think uh, the broadest category I think we can start from is the idea of basic, your run-of-the-mill, your traditional host, just hosting versus managed WordPress hosting. So let's start there. I think is a good start is a good place to start that divide. And what I mean by that is there are hosting services that you can get right uh, and most of the companies we mentioned probably have these types of plans that are not necessarily geared specifically towards WordPress they are just a web host they run nginx they run apache they run mysql they run they have php installed maybe it's a windows host maybe it's a you know maybe it's a linux host it may be running Whatever whatever your situation may be, it's meant for not just specifically WordPress sites, but any kind of website you might want to put on there. You can certainly install WordPress on it, but it's not necessarily optimized specifically for running, say, WordPress. And then on the other side, we have what we would call managed WordPress hosting, which is specifically optimized for the sole purpose of you want to run a WordPress website. You can run other things on it, but it's meant to be me- to run WordPress. Is it, would you say that's a fair, I think first distinction between the two?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think since we're dealing with WordPress, it's very important to mention managed WordPress hosts, which have been all the rage for the last kind of five years, I think, since the first one started to appear. And yeah, I mean, in the early days when I was on the web, uh, really it was about getting a shared host with cPanel, And then you'd have to make the decision whether you want a windows host or a linux host and that was basically it there were a lot of resellers at the time i'm talking about around 10 years ago so reselling was a big thing i think it's been on the decline since then but basically every web developer or agency would be a reseller for one of the big hosts so you'd actually be hosting through the person who built your website And nowadays we kind of see that on the decline especially in the wordpress world where developers are encouraged and even feel better just um, handing over the hosting of the website to someone like uh, wp engine or other managed hosts where they actually take care of everything that's related to the website from a hosting perspective and it's actually good for the developer as well because he doesn't have to worry about uptime about things going wrong which are outside of his remit so that works well for both the client and the developer.
1: Yeah, and I think you know one of the things you have to be careful of right now is is looking at the host that you're working with, um, because there are still those resellers out there, and you think, oh, well, this person, you know, I've had I have people locally who are like, oh, yeah, I I have a hosting company, and no, they don't. They have a skin. To a hosting company, they're they're just a a basically almost like a payment gateway, and their hosting account has a, a plan where they can brand their cPanel or brand brand their gateway into their host, but it's it's really another host that's actually handling it. They're just acting as a gatekeeper for it, for you. And so you want to be careful that you're dealing with an actual hosting company, not somebody who's just uh, kind of a reseller through that. I think, in my personal opinion, it's better to deal directly with the host, with an actual host than, say, a pass-through.
0: Yeah. And it's hard sometimes to determine who's an actual host. For example, I've spoken to hosts who would have like a hosting company, but then you end up realizing that they don't manage the hardware themselves so the hardware would be in a data center and like we had a screw up once where you know the hard drive failed and I was like really phoning these guys and pressuring them to get the site back online and at the end they just told me listen man this uh, hardware is not in our hands you know I have to phone the data center which is a thousand miles away and have them do things for us so so at the end you're not uh, able to get through to the person who really has the power to fix the situation.
1: Yeah, I mean and there there are plenty of great managed WordPress hostings that do not manage the hardware. Uh, I think I, some examples, I think, and you, can, John, you can correct me if you know the difference, but I think both WP Engine and Pagely both don't actually manage their own specific hardware. Most of them, I know Pagely uses AWS. I think WP Engine does something similar. Uh, and so they're, they're, the hardware is actually outsourced to basically a data farm, and they are... Pagely and say WP Engine is the software side. They're handling the the software side of the server and the sys administration on that side. So their their skill set is uh, is I would say server side caching, software caching. Um, and making sure the database structures are, you know, database connections are, are stable, making sure all the that connectivity, that software connectivity stuff is running fluidly, uh, whereas the hardware itself is as many times outside of their control. Now they have, they hopefully have partner relationships with the holders of these hard, this hardware, so they have quick access, but you yourself are not probably getting to that access very easily.
0: Yeah, I think it, there's a big difference, though, between WP Engine or PHD and myself just renting a rack from a local data center without any reputation and just building a hosting company you know there's aw you mentioned aws which is obviously huge you're not gonna find any screw ups on, from the aws on a hardware site so it's a reliable platform to build something on
1: no, I, I absolutely agree with that. And for instance, uh, I have nothing but kind things to say about WP Engine and Pagely. As a matter of fact, most of my business sites are hosted on Pagely th- th- themselves, and I have used WP Engine in the past as well. So these are these are good hosts, and they have good relationships, and they understand the AWS infrastructure really, really well. And so that's, that's always a, a benefit for that.
0: So let's uh, maybe... We were making the distinctions between a different type of hosts and perhaps managed hosting. One of the main criticisms of managed hosts is that they are too expensive for people who are just starting out. So what do you think about that question?
1: Well, I think as in anything, any type of hosting has various tiers uh, that you can look at. So there's no I don't think there's any such thing as all managed hosting is too expensive and all non managed hosting is too cheap. a perfect example is if I if I remember correctly like Siteground offers some WordPress managed hosting and their their prices are on the lower end of um, you know say from a WP engine or a pagely I would probably put like you 'd have Siteground as on one level a level up of course, or maybe a few levels up is WP engine in price, and above that is pagely and so you can get managed WordPress hosting anywhere within your budgetary needs. You and and they offer different things. So what you get from Pagely is not what you get from WP Engine, and what you get from WP Engine is not what you get from SiteGround. And it just really depends on what your business needs are. I would say the reason I recommend a managed WordPress hosting from a business perspective is I have run a business where I did not use managed WordPress hosting or managed hosting at all and I did it all myself. I was the sysadmin. I ran the box. I made sure all that was working. Um, when things went wrong, I got into the box and tried to fix it or rebooted the system and all that stuff. And as a business owner, you want to be worried about your business, not the hardware that your business is running on. And so we made the decision to switch to a managed WordPress host because the truth is is I want to be worried about selling my product. I want to be worried about servicing my customers. I want to be worried about running the business. I don't care about the hardware and even the software in many cases that is powering my business website as long as it's up so customers can purchase things from me and can get contact with me if they need help. That's what's important to me, and that's to me is the benefit of a managed host because they take care of the things like making sure WordPress is up to up to date, and if you want, they take care of things making sure your plugins are up to date, and if you want, they make sure that you have backups regularly so that if anything goes wrong, you can quickly restore it to a previous day. like they help you through that process, and so that's why i I would say managed web uh, WordPress hosting is so important. But as far as price. Man, you can find it anywhere on the spectrum from the really cheap to very, very expensive.
0: So yeah, what I'm hearing here is that you really have to think about your requirements before you start your search for a WordPress host or a host in general. So I think there's no real... A scope for saying which is the best WordPress host or w- which is the best host. The best host is depending on your requirements. So for example it might be the case f- that for my requirements DigitalOcean would be perfect you know I just need a VPS for something basic for example at WP RSS aggregator we use DigitalOcean for hosting our full text RSS service so that's a service where we needed full control on the hardware itself and the software so that's something that for example someone like WP Engine would limit you So you don't have access to certain functionalities of the software on the on the host itself so that's a disadvantage in that particular requirement and scenario so we had to go to DigitalOcean which gives you full control at a cheap price you know they start from five dollars I believe and then there's shared hosting if you want to start a simple site for your say mom or something to start a blog You don't need probably full-on managed hosting right you just need a cheap uh, website to start things off and then see how it goes so for these kind of disposable websites i always recommend shared hosting personally i don't know if you agree with me james
1: well shared hosting has this kind of you know so that we have topics of security and we have topics of all like all this other stuff that we can talk about and shared hosting certainly has its complications right because what a shared hosting is essentially is is you have this computer this box with multiple websites all sharing the same resources of this this single box. So whatever however much memory that box has, you're all sharing that memory, how much ever much disk space that box has, you're all sharing that disk space. And hosts basically chunk it out and slice it up for various websites. Now essentially there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good way of getting more use out of a single box, especially if your site doesn't require a lot of memory or doesn't require a lot of disk space or, or storage space. The thing you need to keep in mind is if another site on that, that box uses a lot of memory, it affects your website. If they have problems and they get hacked, you are susceptible to being hacked. These are the these are the problems that kind of are inherent with shared hosts. Now, hosts will try to mitigate against that if they see somebody on a box that's using too many too much resources. I'll try to upgrade them, move them to a box that has more resources, whatever the case may be. But those are the things that you kind of have to keep in mind. So yes, I have no problem recommending a shared host, depending on what you're trying to do. If you're just trying to prove a concept you don't you don't have a high traffic site you don't have a lot of, need a lot of resources shared hosting is a great way just to kind of put your dip your toe in the water and see could this become something if your business becomes successful you will generally need to upgrade shared hosting is generally not where you stay you generally move up now granted if you just have a personal blog and you don't probably don't see like it's a family blog and you're pretty much just gonna be friends and family, go do it, you probably stay on shared hosting for the rest of your life. But if you have a business that's gonna grow and it's gonna begin to, you're gonna need that thing to scale a little bit, uh, shared hosting is the starting point, not the end point. But yeah, shared hosting is a great way to start because you can start really cheap. And there are hosts like HostGator, Bluehost, GoDaddy who have really cheap plans. And that's not all the plans they have, they have higher plans too. But you can get really cheap plans to get started with your site. And most of those companies have higher tiers that you can upgrade through. So you don't have to actually switch hosts completely. You can just change your plan as your business grows.
0: Yeah, I fully agree with that assessment, James. Personally, the way I've always done it is to have a reseller account and I put all my websites uh, there as a start and then as you said, when it becomes a real business I would typically move them to SiteGround or WP Engine so that's the way I do it and that that allows me to like have 30 websites going at one time on a reseller account, but only pay for, you know, four or five serious websites while the others are just kept online for, you know, for whatever reason, but they're not real businesses.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair way of handling it. I think for us, the way I do it and this is just so that I don't have to have a bunch of accounts. Um, I have a Pagely account that offers that I can install several sites on it, and so I just spin them up. So, Ninja Forms pretty much funds the hosting account because it's using the bulk of the resources, but it has plenty of resources for me to spin up other sites as I want. In fact, mastermind.fm is currently hosted under that under that account, uh, and that gives us a kind of a, a, an easy way when something isn't necessarily making money to prove the concept, have the site out, and once it needs to, I can move it to its own location or I can just kill it if it's something that dies out.
0: I think one important consideration that people will face when moving from a shared host to a managed WordPress host as many times the managed WordPress host will not offer services such as email hosting and that might be something that will will be something that you'd want to think about so in uh, in my case for example I just switched to using Gmail or Zoho mail as an email hosting service and I just keep my website on the, the, the managed host and that's it
1: yeah I think I think that works out great. There's there's other things to consider too when you're deciding on which host you want. So you have resources. That's a that's an important one, right? In most cases, you may want your host to handle your email. There's there's some cases where you want to do that. So does that host provide email services, have an email service as well included with that? Otherwise, you have to outsource that to a separate thing. And now you're maintaining your email over here and your host over here. And I mean, that's how we do it as a business. But Sometimes if you're trying to start something simple, you just want your email to be tied with your domain and hosting account and all that be that done. The reason GoDaddy, I think, grew in the early days really fast was because they offered that kind of all-in-one. Register your domain, get your host, house your email, everything is done in one place and when you're just getting started a lot of times that's what you want you want the simplest thing whereas now we have our domain in one place our hosting is a different place and our email is a different place and that's that's probably a better way of handling it in the long run but when you're just getting started that may not be what you're looking for
0: Right. And before we talk about other things, let's take a short break for our giveaway and we'll be back with you soon.
1: We are very excited to have a very special giveaway for this episode. Uh, we are joined today with Zach Katz, probably best well known for his plug-in Gravity View. Uh, before we get started, this is a brand new product. Why don't you share with our listeners exactly what this product does?
2: Math by Gravity View allows you to use Gravity Forms values and add up multiply, divide, average, do tons of arithmetic with the values that are already submitted in your Gravity Forms entries. Uh, you can also use the plugin for pure math. You don't need Gravity Forms or Gravity View, or you can use the plugin with Gravity View and Gravity Forms and display totals in Gravity View from the displayed fields only. So you can do tons of stuff with this. If you use Gravity Forms, you're gonna love it for using and doing advanced calculations with your data.
1: Awesome. So this is for advanced calculations within your WordPress install and to be able to output that information on the front end of your site if you want using Gravity View, uh, be able to grab data from Gravity Forms uh, and and kind of use that data to create this very dynamic math solution. Sounds awesome. And from what I understand, this is the only way you can get this particular plugin without buying your, what, your largest package on Gravity View. Is that correct?
2: That's correct math by gravity forms is only available currently in the galactic packages of gravity view so on the mastermind.fm podcast this is the only place you can get this right now
1: awesome and we're going to give this away to one lucky winner
2: not just one lucky winner james five lucky winners are going to get math by gravity view
1: That is amazing. Awesome. So five lucky winners. So here's how you can enter. It's going to be really simple. Instead of doing a lot of complicated ways of, you know, leave a review and send us a question and leave a comment and send us a tweet and then trying to pull all that stuff together. We're just going to ask you to do something simple. Just leave a comment on this particular episode's post under the show notes. Leave us a comment, post a question to Zach or to mastermind.fm. We'll try to uh, bring Zach in to answer those questions if we can, as well as answer those questions ourselves or have a whole episode. Where we'll we cover some of this stuff, but that's all you have to do to enter. So here's the thing: if only five people enter, you all win. If ten people win, you have a 50/50 shot of walking away with this license. So don't don't make us look like fools. Just go there, fill it out the fill out the form, leave us a comment, and win
2: a free license to Math by Gravity View. Awesome. If you want to be a winner, submit a comment. That's all it takes. Be a winner. Even if you don't win, you will be a winner by submitting a comment and entering this giveaway.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: We'll be looking for your comments.
1: So we're talking about hosting, you know, websites, and we mentioned just kind of briefly about email. But while we're talking about hosting an email, let's talk about where you might host your email. Jean, how do you guys handle your email?
0: yeah so as i mentioned i just use gmail and uh, zoho mail oh that's right those are two services i highly recommend obviously gmail used to be free for business up to a certain amount of inboxes but now it's paid right away so if you want it cheap and free version of Gmail, you can consider it Zoho mail, which is very similar, but it's free for the first few inboxes as well. But I think it's up to 10 inboxes, which are free, which is pretty uh, sufficient for a small business.
1: Yeah. And to give kind of give context. So for the, for our business, for the WP Ninjas, we use Google apps account for all of our email accounts, but mastermind.fm podcast at mastermind.fm it's through Zoho. So we use Zoho to kind of host that email. Um, even though the domain is registered somewhere else, we can set that up through Zoho really easily. And it gives us a, a, a way to kind of create those email addresses really quickly and, and, you know, route them and assign them as need be. And, and as John said, you get, I believe, 10 accounts that you can manage. Plus you get a lot of aliases that you can set up as well if you need those.
0: However, talking about email, we also want to consider email newsletters, for example, which will require a whole other server for because you're sending potentially thousands of emails every month and obviously gmail won't allow you to send that many emails because of abuse and uh, you know spam kind of stuff so you'd want to go with a dedicated email sending service and i believe i've used sendgrid in the past i'm not sure which one we're using right now but sendgrid used to be the one we were using to send out our newsletters
1: yeah i think there's there's sendgrid there's mandrill and there's mailgun are all three kind of transit, what they call transactional-based emails, uh, which work really, really well for sending out mass amounts of email. And most of the time, if you're going to send out mass amounts of emails through your site, you're going to need something like that anyway, because the hosting running your email through your host is very unpredictable, especially if they don't have a separate email service. Because of the way things have always been, most people just think, if I have a host... Then I should have email. Like if my domain is there, then I should just be able to send email from that. But that's kind of a that's that's kind of a historical baggage that has come with hosting, and that isn't the case anymore. As a matter of fact, most managed WordPress hosting will recommend that you don't do any email through their server at all because it is unreliable. It is they many hosts have strict rules as to how you can send email. So for instance, I think Bluehost requires that you use a registered bluehost email address or an email address that's registered through bluehost. And so if you try to send it from any other email address, they actually change the from address to this kind of bluehost encoded email address and you'll see that and go I didn't I didn't set that email up anywhere. Why is that being used? Well, that's a host restriction. And so you want to be you want to be mindful of that. Having an email a plugin that sends emails, this is one of our number one support requests. And a lot of times they'll say, you know, like Ninja Forms isn't sending emails, but in fact what the case is is the host isn't sending emails. We just hand it to the host and say, here's the email. What do you want to do with it? In which case you need to use something like an SMTP plugin or one of these transactional email services we just mentioned.
0: Yeah, I mean, the WordPress hosting, sorry, the hosting industry itself has changed so much over the years. I remember when I first started out, you'd just buy a domain from the host itself, and then you'd get cPanel, and you'd have even uh, stats, you know? Like, nowadays, we use Google Analytics or something similar. In those days, you just loaded up AW stats or... You know, one of the other services bundled in with cPanel and that would be it. That would be your stats. You'd set up email, you'd set up DNS. You'd even set up WordPress itself from the cPanel or other CMSs. you just click a button and, uh, you know, WordPress would sp- be spinned up. And this is still... Uh, Present, you know everybody uses cpanel nowadays with, with regards to shared hosts and it's still available but uh, we we've tended to shift away from this kind of all in one package to having a, a suite of dedicated tools for one specific purpose
1: let me I, I actually this is maybe a little geeky technical, but I want to talk about the merits of why you would keep your DNS hosted one place and your server or your your website hosted in another. A lot of times, when, like, as you mentioned, this was kind of a bundled package. You would host your DNS, and many times it would be on the same machine as your website. So think this through. You, you type in jameslaws.com, and it hits, uh, you know, it, it hits the, the, to, to find out where that domain is hosted. And it says, oh, it's at this server is where the DNS to tell you where the, how to load the website. But then it comes to your server, and your server's down. So it can't even read the DNS to tell you where the website is, where by having DNS hosted in a separate place, so in our case, we host our DNS through Hover, now when I type in jameslaws.com, it goes to Hover and says, where is the site located? And Hover says, it's located over here on this server and it sends them. But if that server goes down and I have a backup, I could easily spin up another version of that website anywhere I want and say, this server's down, well, that's fine. Change it really quick, and now the DNS will point them somewhere else. But when it's all hosted in one place, you're out of luck. Like if it goes down, you can't change even the the pointer for the DNS to say, no, go here instead. Uh, and so from a business perspective, that's crucial because if Ninja were to go down, now granted we're hosted with Pagely and we know Pagely will bend over backwards and make sure we're back up and we've never really gone down with Pagely in that, same, in the, in that kind of way. But if we were, we know that we could have them spin up a, a, a version of this site on another server and we could change that, point that DNS quickly and our business is, doesn't skip a beat. And th- this, so this is why the separation of concerns, you want to separate this as much as possible if you want to have a a successful business
0: yeah it's very interesting and two points i'd like to expand on one of them is backups again this used to be something that would be bundled in cpanel and you'd let the host take care of and nowadays i prefer using something like vault Press or BlogVault to actually take backups myself of my own site and be responsible for that and secondly i wanted to ask you is it do you think it's okay then to use the domain registrar to host the DNS. Would that work fine?
1: Yeah, I think that works fine. Um, in fact, we use Hover to register all of our domains and we they, they host our DNS as well. So something like that, I think it's fine.
0: So yeah, as a segue into maybe hosting screw ups, some uh, bad experiences we've had with hosts, I can start by recounting my experience with not having a backup. So this was a couple of years back when I was starting out doing web development for clients, I had a couple of clients hosted on this host. Basically I was reselling hosting to them. These websites were hosted on this uh, host in the U.S. called Jattle. And basically what happened was just one day, all these websites went down and stayed down. And then I started, you know, emailing this support, no reply, started researching on the web. And find out that many other clients had their websites down, and it turned out that the guy who ran Jatol just ran away and with the business, so <laughs> just went out of business like that from one day to to the next. The funny thing was that, uh, or a sad thing that was that the data was still at the data center, but when all these clients tried to contact the data center to get their data back or access to their data. The data center refused to give access because their contract was with this hosting company, which had just disappeared overnight. And so we would, we just had to stand there for like 30 days, knowing that the, the data was there, but not being able to do anything. Obviously I lost those clients and uh, I guess I learned my lesson to take my own backups from then onwards.
1: I will say that's a tough thing, right? Because some hosts actually will refuse to let you use another backup service. They say we're already backing things up for you, and you don't, you know, we've banned these backup solutions. Um, so be mindful of that. Most of them, I think, VaultPress is generally pretty well used. Is allowed.
0: I mean, the the what you're yeah what you're mentioning is mostly plugins that run the backup and zipping and all of that on the on the server on the server
1: side, right? And the and the reason they do that is because they can be they can be resource hogs in the sense that if you're backing up all of your files and all of your database, uh, that's a that's a can be a massive amount of data. I mean, we just found out that we have I can't I I, I may be downplaying this because I think it's higher, but in our database table. Uh, in our posts or post-meta table, it's more than 3 million rows. I think actually it's even higher than that. I may be downplaying it by a factor of 100%. I'm not sure, but it's huge. And if you think about what it takes to back something like that up and what kind of a, a resource drain that could be on your server, that's why they many times will you know block services like that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take a note to do an episode on scaling WordPress now that you mentioned yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you have any horror stories to to share?
1: Um, you know, I, I, have, I have horror stories. I, it's hard for me to think of a specific hosting horror story, but I will tell you a domain horror story that's kind of related. So when I was doing client work, one of the ways I did it is I had a web domain, just WPN for WPNinjas.co, just a short domain, and I had a multi-site install for that. So whenever I would do a client job, I would spin up a single site for that client, give them logins so they could be a part of the development process with me. I'd use it for teaching them WordPress and getting them set up and ready to go. And then when it was time to go live, I would move it over to their own single site install and their own domain. Well, over time i started doing sites occasionally for some friends that i would host for them and so i would just do one of those subdomains off of wpn.co and then use a domain mapping plugin so that when they came you know such and such shop would redirect to that subsite well somewhere along the line i think i ignorantly not thinking about it i stopped doing client work but was still hosting all of these sites i let wpn.co lapse And somebody nabbed it and bought it really quick. And when that happened, all of those sites, of course, went down because there is no way to map those domains because WPN.co didn't work anymore. And so I had to scramble to see could I get that data out of the database, spin up single sites, redirect domains and all of that stuff. So that was just kind of a silly thing of having these sites that were running that I wasn't really maintaining anymore, but they were still live, um, dependent on me, which now that's why another reason why I don't like doing client work and (laughs) making anything Mm. dependent on me at all.
0: Yeah, I can understand that, so.
1: (laughs) So to wrap up, I believe we have another review. That's right. Uh, Would you like to uh, share our latest review?
0: Sure, it's another five-star review. Came in just a few days ago from Corey Mass. Corey has actually a plugin. He's a plugin developer. Uh, he develops Kanban for WP. So check that out. And his review says, So many WordPress podcasts about plugins, development, and use. So few covering WordPress business. These guys do a great job touching on all of the ins and outs, the fun, and the challenges involved. Wow, I love that review. I think uh, it sums up what we're trying to do really nicely there.
1: Absolutely. I I, I appreciate that. Um, I think when we started, that was kind of our goal, right? was not to just be another eh, development or news or what's happening in WordPress, but let's just talk talk shop of the shop of WordPress, the business of WordPress. And uh, you know with our last episode, we talked about, podcasting and our experience with podcasting and here we're talking about hosting we try to cover all of the things that wordpress business owners end up touching
0: that's right and uh, so where can they find you on uh, twitter or your website james
1: yeah you can find me on twitter at james laws or on my website at jameslaws.com
0: and you can find me on twitter at jangalea and my blog at jangalea.com and as always we really really appreciate all questions and feedback that you can give us. So please write into podcast at mastermind.fm. And if you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review in iTunes and subscribe on mastermind.fm. Thanks, guys. Take care and we'll see you in the next episode.
1: See you next time.